We uh, need to come when November or December, somewhere there. I think December is, uh, I think it's about time when winter sort of settles in. But uh-huh. in November, it's usually a little bit warm. But during December time, uh, it's actually best time to visit mm-hmm. if you want to enjoy some snow. Excellent. I need to come when the snow is uh, two feet or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be glad to that's have what, you. That's what uh, my friends in Massachusetts tell me, that I need to go there in January or February. Yeah, okay, that's why they usually have they usually have a lot crazy of winter, a little eh? bit of snow. Oh yeah. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> wow, area code six zero one, the last four digits, three two seven two. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. How are you? I am fine. Who am I speaking to? This is Janet. Janet, how are you, Janet? I'm good, thanks. It's been a while. It's been a very long time, but the 10th year anniversary brought me back. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us this morning. Are you in Arkansas? Which part of the country are you talking to us from? I'm in Georgia now. You're in Georgia now, okay. Ah, Bella, there's somebody in Georgia. Are you going to make it to the FM concert, Janet? I doubt I will. I would have loved to, but I don't think I'll be able to. Okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. We do appreciate you calling in this morning and uh, and uh, joining us on this uh, <clears throat> show. Janet, I think I need to arrange to talk to you again because what I'm doing this uh, this month, uh, from mm-hmm. this weekend going into October, we're going to do something special, which I'm calling uh, Emerging Entrepreneurs. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's exciting. We, we want to do that because what has happened, what happened is that where you mentioned the 10th anniversary, what happened is that when we were at uh, uh, the 10th anniversary celebration and the business conference, uh, something came up. Mm-hmm. We did a, a day program participant survey. Mm-hmm. And for me, one of the big takeaways from that event was what uh, what the survey indicated. Uh, I think it's about, I don't have that, that statistical report in front of me, but I have the survey in front of me. Mm-hmm. Was it about 70 or 80% better of that age group up there that attended? Is that a correct uh, figure to, to say out there? Uh, the age, oh, you mean like the, the age distribution? Yeah, I think it was mostly 40 and above, very few under 25. Yeah, so you see, Janet, the the the, the, pro, mm-hmm. the, the participation program indicated that 80 to 70 percent of the people that attended the event were 40 and above, in that 40, 50 years bracket and above. Oh, wow. So, mm-hmm. so you see, you, yeah, I can tell from your expression. So we need to engage your, your age bracket and lower. You know, yes. we, we need, we need, we are, we need to know what you guys are thinking, how you, your perception of things is, and how you just 
look at things, what your conversations with your parents, uh, what type of conversations you are having with your parents. <laughs> and uh, right. Yeah, th- those kind of things. It's very important. I mean, because uh, you are growing up or you were, you've been brought up in this environment. Right. And compared to, yeah, we were brought up in a different environment. The dynamics are different. You're, you're attending schools with a different... Uh, everything is just totally different. So it's a very important conversation. The young man I'm going to be speaking today, Yona Shimonde, he came here when he was four years old. I mean, he's got some... some I mean, he, he's, he's, the things he has to say... I mean, we, you just need to listen to this young guy talk. It, it's just off the charts. It's off the charts. Uh, Pianki, hi. hi. Good morning. Good morning. Nathan, you sound very fresh and crispy. Hopefully Thank everything you, worked. Hopefully everything <laughs> turned out very well. Everything uh, turned out yeah. well. Um, and we're trying to build on that. Like you are hearing me having a conveying some information here to everybody and Janet specifically about uh, the participant survey that we took. Uh, we need to address some important things. Uh, it's important. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And there's nothing better to work off of than the concerns that those that you are trying to cooperate have. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you don't it's, attend it's, to it's, their it's, wishes and their wants, then... Uh, you're not being very self-serving. But I'm just listening and happy that everything went well. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We we appreciate that. Um, all right. Let's say a good morning to a few other people here. Dr. Park. Wakalini. Hey, I'm Kwai Michaelini. Dr. Patrick, good morning. Good morning. Marshall Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> How are the Carolinas? Wonderful. Mm. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Yes, Pianki is with us today. Where have you been, Pianki? We missed you in Dallas. Well, I've been around in spirit, but maybe not in body. <laughs> Yes, he's, he's always with us. He's always with us, cheering us on and pushing us, and uh, you know, and uh, making sure that uh, we are moving, we're moving, we're moving, and getting things done. Uh, Florida, Pastor Alan, how are you, sir? I I am doing well, thank you, and uh, congratulations on the uh, convention. Thank you, sir. It was. Uh, a lot of people put a lot of work into it, and uh, others put in money, others put in their spirits. Like Bianchi said, others put in different things, so we're grateful for the um, what everybody did. How are you doing there? You sound like Bianchi said, you sound crispy and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are, we are doing well. It's a beautiful day in Florida. It's uh below around 80s so we are you know mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> one of the few weekends we've had with no rain so we are <laughs> uh-huh yeah. excellent 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 yeah. yeah we're looking forward i'm looking forward to my conversation here with a brilliant young man who's 
with an entrepreneurship spirit, and uh, those are some of the things that we want to be doing. Uncle Chisewe, Pennsylvania, good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Nkama, and uh, good morning, every uh, guest on uh, Zambia Brock Radios and the listeners. Mm, excellent, yeah. That's good. How is Pennsylvania? Oh, Pennsylvania today is cloudy, but uh, we just got into fall now, and the weather mm-hmm. is. Uh, I like this kind of weather. It's not hot. It's not. It's not too cold. It's not too hot. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Rare combination right there. <laughs> so when we before I, I before we engage our guest here, uh, one of the things that. Uh, came out of the convention, like I was saying at the beginning, is uh, uh, for me, Dr. Patrick, the information that we captured from the program participant survey it, uh, was, was very critical about uh, the demographics of the participants. And uh, we noticed that uh, 70 to 80% of the people that attended were in the 40 age bracket and above. And uh, we thought that we needed to address that. And the only way you address something is to engage uh, the people that are, in, are involved. And we, we have a young man here who's got an entrepreneurship mindset. We're going to talk to him, and he's going to share a few things with us. But before we speak to our guest today, I also want to mention to everybody that we had about six, seven forums, um, agriculture, health, tourism, uh, education, and uh, investment, and diaspora. Uh, what we want to encourage everybody to do is identify one of those uh, groups, and uh, you can you can get in touch with anyone. But you, you normally communicate with Roger, myself, or the members of the team, uh, Bella, Yareka, and everybody. They will be able to guide you how to become part of this group. Because what we want to do. Is next time when we meet, we are not going to be doing something like starting from the ground again. We are sort of going to be building up on things that from the from this last convention we're going to be working in between here until we have uh, the next one, so that the structure and approach to our next meeting is basically going to be sort of like a reporting system or bringing to the attention of the delegates of that meeting the progress we have made, the projects we are working on, the things that we have done, the connections, the networking that has been happening in the health, agriculture, tourism sectors, and things like that. So it's, it's going to be a build-up, <clears throat> not where we start from the scratch. It's going to be a build-up. So that's basically uh, what, we, what we want to do. So, so everybody bear that in mind. And uh, that's what is going to be uh, happening right there. And we just want to build up and see everybody is, is, is there's an area in life in those groups that we've mentioned that you are passionate about. Um, what I did, Pastor Alan, you know, is, uh, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very passionate about the education thing. So I'm going to be engaged in that, and that's what I was doing. I posted something on my WhatsApp status, okay? And this is what I wrote, Bianchi. I wrote something like, if I can remember, what is the state 
of the infrastructure about the primary school that you attended, okay? Can you envision those kids sitting in the grade one class that you sat in? How does it look like now? Now, of course, if you attended the trust school, quasi, uh, and all those schools, that doesn't apply. Uh, isn't that right, Janet? <laughs> those, those, were, those are private schools, and uh, <clears throat> okay, Lepardil, all those. Probably that question doesn't apply. But somebody who went to primary school in a rural area, the dynamics are totally different. Totally different. Okay. So if I may ask Pastor Alan and say, Pastor Alan, what's the state of the primary school that you attended? It is, I think it's 10 times better than most because I went to Chimbola and became a younger trust school. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is probably better. Um, but, but, you know, being in Zambia, one thing that I noticed is um, with the, I think that even before I came here, I've always envisioned putting up a center where kids can come after school with a space where they can do their homework and be able to study. Because mm-hmm. of being in a, living in a family where you had uh, practically two rooms for every person living in the house, more than enough space, in other words. And then I also live mm-hmm. in a place where there's three of you sleeping in the kitchen. You, so let's not talk about the living room and the dining room. It means there are more people sleeping in there. So uh, coming from school, to go to study. Where do you do your homework? There's people piled on top of each other. So in our townships, if there's a possibility of putting up a center where kids can come and not be at home washing plates and doing this and gardening and being harassed by the neighborhood bullies, but you can sit and read and study. You know, even the books that we try to send, if you put them in a center, kids can come in there, read and leave the book there. Another kid can come and read the same book. Uh, unlike if I give a book to a kid, they go home, they read it tomorrow, it's being used to sell tomato or timbalala on the roadside. You know, so that's Dr. Like Patrick, that you heard what Alan is saying? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I think, Alan, I'm recruiting you in my education forum project. Um, you see, what you are saying, you, you, one of the panelists uh, on the education forum, I had Dr. Mono, I had Dr. Chongo, Janet's dad, and, uh, <clears throat> and I had, what's her name, Holly. That's what Holly was saying. Alan, that their project, Family Legacy, has got like 25 schools in Lusaka. And one of the things that they try to address is the situation where these kids are coming from, the home. You cannot learn if you come on an empty stomach. Yeah. There has, has to be an environment conducive for learning, and it starts from home. That's right. So... That's a, that's a very powerful point that you just made there. Okay. Hey, I just gained me a member of my education forum. <laughs> okay. Yes. I, don't yes. want, I, don't want, I don't want us to lose time. This morning we are talking about or talking to a young man whom I'm categorizing or calling emerging 
entrepreneurs. We are privileged and honored to have Yona Lukachi Shimonde. is based right here in Dallas. I like when I speak to people within my community because it's within the neighborhood. And uh, I want Yona to share with us his, his life story, his journey. He, he's not 70 or 90 years old. He's a young man. So he's got some, some wonderful things to say and to share with us. And we want to hear his story. Yona, good morning. Hi, how are you doing? Good morning. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you, and welcome to Zander Blood Talk Radio. Oh, thank you. I'm honored to be on your show. I really appreciate the opportunity. You are, you are welcome. You're welcome. So let's begin from here. Like I told you, I wanted you to tell your, your story a little bit before we get into uh, the businesses that you run. Uh, how old were you when you came to the United States? Uh, I was about four. I came in 1999-2000, and whenever I came from Zambia, we originally moved to Illinois, Chicago, and I stayed there for a couple of years until I moved to Texas, and when I was like eight or nine, then I've been here ever since, honestly. All right, so you started school in Chicago? Yes, sir. All right. So, Yona, when... Okay, you went, you started school, of course, it was kindergarten, and uh, what, what type of stories were you guys talking about it in the house, and when you came from school, what, what type of stories were you sharing with everybody in the family? Ooh, uh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> honestly, so when I was younger, my dad had his own business in Zambia. But, you know, he passed away okay. a long time ago when I was young. So I've always that. wanted to – oh, no, it's okay. You know, it's something I learned from and kind of just how to just figure out stuff as I learned, honestly. I mean, as I grew up, just figure it out. Um, but honestly, I knew just from hearing about my dad a lot, I wanted to – I had some really big shoes to fill. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a you know, man, man of the house to really take care of my mom. You know, a goal of mine is, you know – buy her house, take care of my family. Oh, wow. Just, that's always honestly been on my mind ever since I was a kid, is just taking care of my mom and making sure she doesn't have to work. That was like one Mm. of my biggest goals I set when I was young. And just whatever comes with that, honestly, that's kind of the basic Mm. of it. What, What made you have those kind of, thought patterns about taking care of your mom. What did you see in your mom? Or what relationship do you have with your mom that got you to that place, thinking like that? Uh, because she overcame a lot of obstacles. Uh, I know how hard it is to come to America, especially from Zambia. And she brought both of her kids, me and my sister. Uh, mm-hmm. Seeing how hard she worked over the years just to provide for me and my sister. And I know it's been hard. It's been struggle. It's been mm. it's been a it's been a lot it's been a lot of ups and downs and just watching her not give up, you know, it kind of inspired me to do my best and not mm. you know, spoil this opportunity coming to this country and make the best of it and make sure she's taken care of what she's done for me, honestly. Mm, excellent. That's that's powerful, Yona. Thank you for sharing that with us. So you let's let's do a little bit of fast forward here. Um elementary school, junior high, high. Uh, what, what was that experience like for you? 
And Ooh, uh, at first it was hard, you know, being different, coming from a different country. You know, mm-hmm. Africans get a stereotype of everyone coming from huts and stuff like that. You know, I had to deal with that throughout high school, you know, the jokes and stuff like that. But, you know, as I grew up, I started, you know, making friends. I got into sports. I played football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I started in middle position. school. But, uh, I played linebacker, and I played tight end mm-hmm. a little bit. So I played both yeah. sides of the ball, but mainly linebacker on defense. And um, going, honestly, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I got into sports. And I loved it. Okay. And that's what you know, went your went your friends surprised that uh, this African chap can play American football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I grew up here, so I had to learn. Uh-huh. I had to learn honestly. Uh, but of course, everybody, it wasn't normal. But you mm-hmm. know, I, I'm just used to overcoming obstacles. Mm. So those obstacles that you faced when you were in high school, the stu- like what you've mentioned about the stereotyping of uh, uh, Africans and I know the mindset, what it is. So when you came from school and you came home, uh, what sort of conversations were you having with your sister and your mom? Um, honestly, it was all about college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they wanted um, college was a big goal of them for me mm-hmm. and for me I didn't necessarily have like a specific care on the type of job I had the reason I wanted to go to college you know I looked up I went to Google and I found out what job makes the most you know I searched what job makes the most money and engineering <laughs> was the number one <laughs> was the number oh, one really? topic so I was like alright I'm going to study engineering oh, Okay. so throughout high school um Engineering was, and you know I love robotics. I love you know technical stuff, putting stuff together. And I grew up mm-hmm. fixing all the stuff in the house, from computers to putting tables together. You know I had to do all that, and so I was like, you know, engineer would be a good fit, make a lot of money, and you know do something I love. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what my you know high school journey, sports, and trying yes. to be an engineer. Okay. So when you graduated high school, you. So I graduated high school. I uh, went to uh, what? What's the community college first? Up out here in Plano, Collin Community College. Uh, struggled a little bit because you know I'm trying to adjust to all this freedom. And then you know I went down to this school called Blinn because I was going to transfer from Blinn to Texas A&M because you know Texas uh-huh. A&M has a really good engineering program. Yeah. You know, I went there, and now when I went to college, it was kind of like the same thing in high school. You know, I wasn't really learning anything different. It was kind of the same okay. uh, math, science, stuff like that. Uh, I did it for a year and a half, almost two years, and then I got into business. I learned about business. You know, different okay. things. Now, I when you say you got so, into business, you sw- you switched to business school, or you just started thinking about doing business? Uh, I started thinking about doing business. So this is when I uh-huh. ended up leaving school. I ended up dropping out of college. Okay. And honestly, this was probably the biggest fight with my family because, you know, everyone, <laughs> you know, right now, you know, college education is kind of like the pinnacle of everyone's uh-huh. 
family for their children and have making sure they have a college edu- education. And, you know, stepping away from that, it was really hard for my mom to accept that and my family because they were always down my throat about it. And it's just I didn't feel like I was learning anything because the only times I would learn would be when I actually met actual entrepreneurs and they taught me things. The stuff mm-hmm. they were teaching me, I never learned in school. So it's like, what's okay. the point of me staying here when I could follow this guy and follow his lead and I can make a name for myself instead of trying to, you know, work for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of part of my whole type, transition. So which, what type of entrepreneurs were you meeting and where were you meeting them? Uh, so I started, so whenever I dropped out, well, really, mm-hmm. I kind of took a step back. It wasn't, I wasn't fully dropped out. I kind of just came back home. And I got a job at AT&T. Okay. Um, so I started working at AT&T sales, you know, the cell phone stores. You know, every day I'm meeting new people. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Sometimes it's, it's, it's an entrepreneur. Sometimes it's, you know, somebody, you know, business executive. I met for, I know I worked there for three years. And mm-hmm. I saw a lot of different faces. And all the entrepreneurs, you know, I'd ask the same question. You know, what's? You know, what's been, uh, I forgot what I asked them. I would always ask them, I can't think of this question <laughs> off the top of my head. But I would just I would ask okay. them, how did you do it? You know, what is, you know, I just try to get you know, their background story so I can apply it to my life and see how I could, you know, become an entrepreneur. I'm trying to be like him. And they always all told me the same thing, you know, learn from somebody that's doing what you want to do. Mm. And that's when I met this guy that got into real estate. He's a real estate investor. You know, he taught me about how to flip houses without a real estate license. And mm-hmm. then you know, I started meeting other entrepreneurs that do a lot of different stuff. So at AT&T, you know, I talk to these people. I get their phone numbers, and they would always exchange information with me. So, you know, I'm okay. learning from these different people. And then this is kind of when I started a clothing line. Uh, I used my name, Lukachi, to start a clothing line. And, you know, I've always heard, you know, Lukachi sounds like a clothing line. Lukachi sounds like a clothing line when I was growing up, but I always ignored it until I actually tried it. (laughs) And it actually got a little popular. It's not booming yet. I took the side off one because I'm making a lot of changes to my designs. But Mm -hmm. Lukachi was my first business. Uh, Oh, wow. So Lukachi clothing line, okay? Yes, Lukachi clothing line. You started the clothing line using your middle name. Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So how did it go? So what did you do? You said you started it online, and then how do you how do you start a business online? Um, I googled it honestly. I was like, how do I start a business? (laughs) I like uh, that. And, you know, I came up with a bunch of options. Um, Me, I utilize Google and YouTube a lot because, you know, I learned everything I need to know. I can just find it on the Internet, honestly. It's very easy nowadays. Um, And one thing I learned about was Shopify. Shopify is the app where you can pretty much start any type of business you want online. Mm. And you can create your own Amazon store if you really – put your mind to it and so I kind of focused on clothing and then started playing around and I started a few other Shopify stores you know just to play around to see what I can learn 
And I'd say with Lukaku, um, my first year, it's not mm-hmm. a whole lot of money, but I was able to make $3,000 just in one year. Uh, but okay. I mean, this is just word from mouth, talking to my friends, letting them know, hey, I have a clothing line. And yeah, $3,000 is not a whole lot of money, but, you know, it's definitely enough to where I could spark this and, you know, try to go for 6000 next year and double and so on and so on. Mm. And then, so most of your clientele, most of your customers or clientele were your friends whom you were talking about this clothing line and they would yeah. tell their friends. Yeah, exactly. And then a lot of the times it would just be the way I talk to people at AT&T. They like how mm-hmm. I handle myself and they'll start asking about my backstory and I'll tell them, hey, I have a clothing line. I do this, this and that. And sometimes they'll support me because uh, I'd help them with whatever their issue is at AT&T. And that's how I've met a few of my customers too. Mm, excellent. Okay. So, look, uh, Yona, how does uh, I'm trying to get into the deep and thick of things here. So, how does a clothing line work? Who makes these clothes? Who makes the clothes? And <laughs> how does it work? Just help us understand how it works. Okay. Uh, so there's two ways to really, uh, you know. I guess this is the new generation of things. There's two ways. The old yeah. way is, you know, opening up a manufacturing plant, uh, you know, manufacturing your own clothes, and then when people buy, you handle all the shipping or get an agreement with FedEx or somebody and No, just get it mm-hmm. shipped. The new way is called drop shipping. So this is where if you don't have money, you don't have a whole lot of money to invest into something, you could just mm-hmm. start a Shopify store. And let's say all you have to do is make your own designs. You make your designs, you put it on a shirt. When one of your customers purchase it, there's a company that will ship it for you. They'll handle all the shipping, the handling, the returns. They'll handle everything. All you have to do is pretty much have somebody buy something from you, and another company mm. will ship it for you. It's called drop shipping. Okay. Interesting. All right. So from the clothing line, Mm, before I move away from the clothing line, uh, everybody, we are talking to Yona Lokati Shimonde here. He's an entrepreneur. He runs his own company. You, you hear the story there. Uh, the Alan Roger, I'm just thinking to myself that he, in our time dropping out of school, you became a band from the family, right? You don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> pretty close, pretty near, honestly. It's... Yeah. <laughs> It was hard. It was hard trying to trying to I, tell I, my mother I, that. It was. <laughs> I I understand you. I'm trying to mention. I'm trying to provoke your uncles here. <laughs> when they were growing up, that that's not even it's that's not even what's the word here? Uh, well, our our time our time hmm. um, unlike Lukachi's time. Uh, being here in diaspora, it is very unstructured what these guys have now. Ours mm. was structured. You didn't need your parents to even remind you you had to go to school. We, we were in Zambia. That's the only option to, to survive. These guys are growing up in, in areas where they are seeing all these avenues. Now, their parents were, had the structured time. So that's where mm-hmm. the, the, the confusion is. We had the structured time. <laughs> Them, they don't have this structure they have. They have the new world. So 
behind the, the middle ground, in short. <laughs> oh, Yona, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Alan is laughing. Alan, you want to say something yes. before I continue with Yona? <laughs> yeah, because when... Oh, we can't hear you. Come on! Sorry, when you said that you had dropped out of school, uh-huh. uh, I was like, uh, you know, I was like, no, you can't do that. But the truth be told, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the truth be told is that you can. Uh, and I know personally a lot of people who have, they dropped out of school, they went on to do great things. Um, mm. you know, but, and then also in today's life, uh, with the young ones today, you can go to school, go back to school anytime, uh, informally or formally. So it's not as huge a risk as it was in our time. You know, because uh-huh. with, with us, if you didn't have an education, that's it. You are done. You know? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, Janet, if you want to say something, please just jump in. Your mic is open. Uh, Yona needs support and help here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's that. I, I don't know how that would have gone in my house. I don't know. I think I'm not gone pretty well, but the thing is, I know Lukaku, so I know he just doesn't drop out without a plan. He mm-hmm. always has a plan ahead of him, so I think it would be different if someone's dropping out without a plan, without a excellent. goal. But, yeah. That's an excellent point right there, Janet. Excellent point. Excellent. <clears throat> okay, Lukaku, let's continue. Uh, so the clothing line then, what followed after that? Uh, let's see. So I, so I learned, so, you know, once, you know, once you do something, you learn from it and, you know, you make a lot of mistakes and you learn from those mistakes. So I started, I started another online business called Urban Pet Friends. So, you know, around here in America, you know, they love pets. So on this website, you can get all custom made stuff for your pet or really for you, but it has your pet on it. Like let's say phone cases. Uh, mm-hmm. You get a phone case with your with a Labrador, any type of dog breed you want. So I have shoes, phone cases, blankets, all kind of different stuff with different dog breeds on them. Oh wow! And where did you get this one? How, so how, how did you get? How did that idea get into your mind? How did you come up with that? Um, uh, I don't know when. Because some, sometimes I'll just be doing stuff and an idea will just pop in my head and I'll just follow through with it. Mm-hmm. And I think I was watching a commercial at the time for mm-hmm. Smart or something like that. And then yes. I figured, well, no one is really selling custom-made household items with pet stuff on it. So I just saw an opportunity and I just decided to go with it. And I took this website down as well. So you guys won't be able to access it. But if you go to Instagram and go to, like, Urban Pet Friends, uh, you'll be able mm-hmm. to see the stuff I have on there. And this, oh, wow. this is just another one I started. And I want to really have a few of them because one thing I learned for sure is you want to have multiple streams of income if you want to be an entrepreneur because you don't want to kind of mm-hmm. put all your eggs in one basket. Because if this business fails, then what next? Whereas if you have a few businesses making money, if one fails, you just go start up another. You can't. There's no law that says you can't have more than one business. Okay. I, yeah, and, I like that. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's, times are changing. It's the internet. Everything I do 
is online. I do everything from my computer. So you could run different businesses on your phone, off of your computer, and you can really just travel the world and do anything nowadays mm. and still be making money or going to work while you're on the beach or something. Okay. Thank you. Excellent. So how long did this run? Is it still there? How How is it doing? Uh, how is it working? Uh, it's actually working pretty good. It picked up momentum, and now mm-hmm. I'm working on changing up both my websites. So I took both of those websites down. And uh, so one thing I have really learned with business is they're very expensive. Um, it takes a lot of money to get a business to the state to where it's profiting. Mm-hmm. And I found myself, you know, using all the money I was making at AT&T. You know, I worked for AT&T for three years. I was a top mm-hmm. salesman. I was, I was top five in the state of Texas. So, yeah, I was making a lot wow. of money. And, but, you know, all the money I was making, I was putting into my business. So I was kind of going okay. broke at the same time. Uh, not properly <laughs> managing my money or not properly. It's just something I learned from. So one thing I decided to do was find a way for businesses to pay me. And then the money they pay me, I'm going to use to, uh, you know, fund my businesses. Because ultim- my ultimate goal is to move back to Zambia and start businesses over there and help, mm. you know, my family okay. back home and whoever I could help out there. Mm. So this is when I kind of got in to learning marketing where you know, I understand making websites, understood how to advertise your business online. So now the older generation, they don't really understand how to market their business online. So they'll come to me and they'll pay me and I would bring them more customers. But of course, you know, okay. while I'm bringing them more customers. No, they're paying me. And while I'm making money, the money they give me, I'm funding my own business as well. Interesting. And okay. that's kind of okay. where I'm at right now. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Quick question. Uh, anybody? Quick question. Yes, go quick ahead. Question. I was just about to say anybody with a question for Lukati. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Lukati, if you don't mind, how old are you? Uh, I turned 24 in June. Okay, so 24 is not, uh, you, are, you are not old. Uh, some of us are your grandfathers here. So, a uh, second question is um, we are always look at looking, fe- first and foremost, for young people uh, on this platform. Uh, you know, who could speak to people like you? You know, uh-huh. you've seen the, the, old, the old fellas here. They are all laughing at you <laughs> for dropping out of school. So, we don't understand <laughs> you, you people. So what we uh-huh. are looking for as a team, as a radio, number one, listening to you, is someone who could be on this platform, speak to uh, people of your age, that is number one. Two, you speak the language of probably business, a lot of us like, like that. Okay. Could this be two things uh, be of consideration to you? I mean, you like to teach people. That's what you're saying, right? You like to teach yes. people. Could you consider, you know, me, I'm shaking here, Nathan. I don't know what to tell this Lucas boy. <laughs> yeah, I have um. So I am. Um, oh, one thing I, I really, really missed out. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't. Oh, yeah, no, I have like a. I have a gift to teach, so whenever I talk, people like really understand well. Uh, I don't know where this came from, but 
you know, God gave me this talent to really reach out to people, definitely my generation stuff. I teach a lot yeah. of my friends how to start websites, how to do their own thing, make their own money. Mm-hmm. And it's just something I'm good at. Yeah. Nothing. I think we have work to do. We'll work on you. Look, I see what we can come up with offline. Yeah. You see, what, what is going through my mind here, Pianki, is that I think, like he has said, uh, those of you that are, you, you've all heard him to say, everything he has done started and <coughs> entered into, <coughs> he went online or and he just searched and sort of did investigated what this is about and how it works and stuff like that. Mm, well, what we you know, yeah, go ahead. You know, Nathan, uh, this young man has went about learning the ins and outs of an industry, business first, mm. then industry, and what he knows is very valuable. One thing yes. that he may mention that he hopes to go back to Zambia. Well, the skills that he has and with support, like what was generated and talked about last weekend in Dallas. That support could be utilized to help him to spur up manufacturing in Zambia, whereas exactly. those things that sold online is manufactured with the Zambian people. That is mm-hmm. into going into some tremendous textile businesses. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's that's a definite goal of mine. Uh, going back home and just changing things for the better. And whatever I could do to help, honestly. That's been on my heart since I was young. I don't know where that came from. It's just it's just always been there. See, it's not whatever you can do to help. You've already done the necessary thing. It's what other Zambians who have the capability and is situated in the strategic points that can help you live out those goals for your family. Do it in a form of investment. Mm. Okay. Mm. That's amazing. Thank you for that. Anybody else has a question or comment for for Yona here? Um, I'm sure Dr. Patrick question. has to say something here. Dr. Patrick has definitely to say something. Here is what I was thinking, Dr. Pat, uh, now that uh, Rogers pointed to you. <laughs> That, <laughs> yes, no, no, no. <laughs> of course, I have to blame everything on my own brush. <laughs> Doctor Bat, um, how about we work or we divert that project of people writing business plans and let these young guys write their business plans, and then we sort of give them a startup jumpstart. You you took the words right out of my mouth. I want to ask, well, first I want to congratulate my young brother. Uh, it's amazing what you've done, and I want to encourage you to continue thinking along the lines of entrepreneurship. It's, it's very difficult to, to leave the academic structure with your parents mm-hmm. on you, jumping on you, but you did it, and, and you're showing them that you can not only become an entrepreneur, but you can also return back to to college and get your college education. 
So every time your parents jumps on you about college education, you say, Mom, I'm going to get my college education. I'll, I'll get my degree. I'm just <laughs> doing this to help, to help me get it. So you just tell her that, and then you do it. You do it. Because what <laughs> yes, sir. a college degree is, is 10000 more than without having a college degree. Uh, a lot of people say, well, why do you want, or parents say, why do you, or people talk to parents or they think of the younger generation, think about why do they want me to call, go to college? They're teaching me the uh-huh. same things, same things. The reason why is just by having a college degree and writing it on your application, you double your income possibility. So that's that's the um, uh, the reason behind a college degree. You magnify and increase your your marketability. Now, with respect to business, I'm not sure if you've engaged. You hadn't mentioned it on on the show, but I, I want you to think about business plans. Anything that you do from this point on, put together a business plan, and the business plan, in short will assure you direction, impetus, and give you flexibility to move from one business to another. And another thing is, right now, the international entrepreneur global uh, language is business plan. They will always ask you, or business organization will always ask you, uh, what's your business plan? And if you can produce to them a business plan, then they will be interested in investing in your business. If you don't have a business plan, but your vision is extremely strong and powerful, they will say, that's good, but let's, let me see how you're going to make money for you and how you're going to make money for me. That's the basis to a business plan. If you want investors, they want to know how they're going to get the money back, their money back in profit, and you profit as well. So think about that. And again, I encourage you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very proud of you, my, my young brother. I'm very proud of you. And keep on doing what you're doing. Also, and again, keep in mind a business plan proposal. Uh, let me, let me just share with you one more. Um, let's see, a couple of more things to to tweak your mind. Okay. If you want, if you want to start at the ground level of developing a business and sitting together with your elders as well as bringing along with you your 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 brothers and sisters, your colleagues. If you're interested in agriculture. If you're interested in a health form, such as a hospital, if you're interested in tourism, if you're interested in education, if you're interested in investments, uh, if you're interested in all of these together, there is a place for you at Zambia Blog Talk Radio. Because as we mentioned earlier, we just had a forum and we've put together these several forms, and we're looking at and looking for young, the younger generation, youth with uh, entrepreneurial vision such as yourself, to engage at the ground floor of these uh, five 
entrepreneurial enterprises and their hands-on experience. You learn okay. as well as you contribute, and and the um and it also includes travel. So you get hands-on experience not only in the states but in Zambia. So think about that, my brother. Think about it. Man, that's something I'm definitely interested in because it's. It's like everything I have done, just, I guess, after leaving school, it's all, it's like God has put it all together for me to really give back and learn from it and grow some more. Like, I have mm. a lot of other plans uh, I don't really tell people about. They're just in my back of my mind because I can't really afford those plans yet. But it's just the way things have been moving. It's just been working out, and I know I'm on the right path. At least this, I feel yes. like this is the path that God has put me on, and whatever goes next, honestly. Excellent. Yes. This is what we're gonna do, Yona. We are. We we we're going to we're going to partner with you and work with you, and and I'll tell you what. It's uh, uh, like I said. It's it's important to response to things when they happen. Like I said, uh, the day program participant survey that we did in our program, it, it got us thinking to say, you can't have 40, 50 year old people getting together and leaving your generation out of this. To be, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, the things you shared here, they've just blown me away. I mean, they've just blown me away. So we're going to partner and work out things together and help okay. you to get to the point that you need to get to. And let me say this to everybody listening, if you know and uh, the leadership at OZA, and let me mention here, my goodness, the magnificent sister Chloe, Clotilde, we are partnering. I told them, bring me any young person you know who's doing something, who's doing business. We need to encourage our young people. We need to partner with them. We need to support them. And we need to push you guys. And one of the things that is happening is that we can't stick to traditional ways of doing business. Like, look, I mean, if you ask me what do I want to do is, oh, I need to find something that I can buy from here and sell in Zambia. You see the way our generation thinks? We are traders, Yona. We are traders. <laughs> Yeah, yes, you okay. know, can I say something, Nathan? Yes. Yeah, to the young man, if you go back to Zambia, you make sure that you have your operation. And I'm not telling you, but I'm suggesting. Make sure you have a very strong home operation that would practically okay. run by itself. It's like the axle of a wheel on a bicycle. Then you mm. can create those spokes that run to the perimeter which could be other markets but you always have a strong home that you can depend on and that home could be supplying or providing services or materials or products for what Zambians are already important into the countries from abroad mm. okay think about that yeah okay excellent. So, Yona, we'll be connecting. We'll be, this is the beginning of things that are coming. Uh, uh, what? And, you know, <laughs> Roger, my wife challenged me last night when we, she was asking me, like you said in the convention, she always nudges you and says, short time, wake up, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you see, my, my wife was telling me when she was asking me what I was doing on the show today, and I told her, and then she says, why don't you just do 
a business get together or a business conference just for with these young people. Let them share ideas. Let them say what you know what they are thinking. I was like, whoa, that's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Nathan, Nathan, so, you know mm. I was thinking the exact same thing, but not just for young people because even us, we need to learn and adapt to the way the world is thinking. If we are going to, because that's we still need to keep putting food on the table. And for me, that's just like true. for me personally, in my business, I'm at a place where what got me to where I am is just not working. I can't go into a neighborhood and knock on doors like we started and just hang flyers and expect uh, yeah. things to happen. So a convention for everybody where they, we have something to offer them and we have something to learn from them too. So that, that's exactly that's what very true. We need, you yeah. know, they can help so us in so many ways we can help them. Uh-huh. So next week, I'm talking to a young man who is in, in entertainment, and all of us know him here. Floor kid. I mean, we just hire him to come and play at our event. I want us to hear his story. How did it start? Okay. Yona, your final words? I mean, wh- oh, how has uh, this been? Mm-hmm. No, this is it's encouraging. You know, it makes me want to go work even harder than I've been working, and I already worked more than 80 hours a week. Um, I'm just thankful for everyone, your words. Like it's like it's very encouraging, especially from uh the older generation. Because you know, my generation they're they're all, you know, wasting their time. They just want to party and do drugs and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So whenever I talk Tell about business about and you know, something something different with them, they I could never relate to like my generation anymore. So you guys just confirming all this, it gives me encouragement to keep going. And I'm very thankful for Excellent. It. Excellent. All right. We'll partner. We'll do some things together. Everybody coming up is open forum. Dangerous discussion. You can't miss this one. You can't. Yona, thank you. And everybody join me next week. We'll be talking to Flo Kid about the entertainment industry in the diaspora. Oh, it's... <laughs>